Bam. All right. This is now working on cozy.tv slash Dawson. We're going to put this on Rumble, Odyssey, VK, Rockfin, BitChute. And for once, I'll be able to link to it with Twitter because I got my Twitter back yesterday, which was my son's birthday, which is also his grandfather's birthday and also my grandfather's birthday. Isn't that odd? What are the odds of that? Somebody can figure that out. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? I finally, after three years of waiting, now I know you were banned on Twitter for a long time as well. Yeah. August of 2019. It was right after our conference in DC and I was feeling good about the conference. And then I turned on Hannity. I was sitting with my friend who I stay with in DC and I saw Hannity there talking about the deep state with the CIA pin on. And I just blew my top. <laughs> and I used, I used a word you're not allowed to use to refer to mentally challenged people, oh. which is literally the case with Hannity. It's literally accurate. However, it was not viewed as a kosher I just term thought that was on. his nickname. Now, I think what happens is <laughs> if, if I said, oh, Daniel, that's retarded or whatever, it just means I think something's stupid. But if – Someone actually, you know, does the old Sam Hyde, how truish does something have to be before it becomes offensive? You know, maybe yeah. he is struggling with something there. And so that's <laughs> that's why it really hit home. I know that I did Sean Hannity to the woodshed twice and, you, and YouTube <laughs> removed them immediately the first time. And the other one, I, I gave it some other title, but it was like definitely him. And it took him months to find that. But he has people go around and and get rid of anything critical of him. He's pretty uh, a sensitive guy, I guess. Yeah, who would have known? <laughs> who would have known? And my use of that word really was it's it's I mean, one of my one of my favorite movies is Napoleon Dynamite, you know, and I was just sort of in that character, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's like Beavis and Butthead, Napoleon Dynamite, you know, those kinds of people are, you know, the social satire is is great. And so I wasn't well, anyway, I'm back. You're back. I don't know how long you're going to be back because you've got a knack for being banned. I don't know. 11 days is like my record. I, I've had a Twitter for 11 days one time because I didn't use it for like the first four days. I was just like, add me, add me, add me because I'm going to I'm gonna go nuts. And uh, yeah, it doesn't last because like all the stuff you, you can't talk about is what I'm the expert on. You can't talk about <laughs> September 11th. You can't talk about Epstein. You can't talk about Ukraine. You can't. I'm like, <laughs> can't talk about Israel. <laughs> I was like, well, that's that's what I do. So I've been just talking about yeah. the Civil War, which is still sort of on the line, you know. Like, that's, that's yeah. You're 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 skating it there mm-hmm. for sure. And talking about <laughs> stinking Lincoln, I did get this new uh, Robert E. Lee bobblehead for Christmas. My wife gave me that. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I can't see you oh, though, yeah, unfortunately. Well, that's right. It's all right. It's I mean, all, it'll be in the uh, thing. It's a, it's Robert E. Lee, and it's a bobblehead, and it's neat. I just what. A, uh, speaking of Lee, I just bought this book. I think it was on your recommendation, or someone like you, some uh, other non, some other non-mainstream person. Is that the Robert E. Lee reader? Oh, A. P. Hill. Oh, no, yes. It's uh, it's a, it's the biography of A. P. Hill. They just tore down his grave. Yeah, uh, I think that's what happened. That's why I bought it. Yeah, you got to. If they start tearing down your grave, you got to be a decent guy. 
I believe there was a different AP Hill statue. It was the one that Antifa was attacking, and they pulled it on top of themselves, and the guy hit hit himself in the head, and and he he went to a coma, and then I think he died, and I was like, AP Hill 1, Antifa (laughs) 0. That's right. right. Was it that important to you? You tore down a statue of someone you probably didn't even know, and and killed one of you from so stupid man they were tearing down everything they were tore down uh union statues too they just they hate any they don't like american history like it's an evil white guy well yeah but amazing how they disappeared though all of a sudden since biden's in yeah all that stopped all the riots stopped everything i guess all the all the police abuse went away yeah it's amazing (laughs) Thank God for Joe. It's amazing. Well, all the riots stopped after Kyle Rittenhouse shot three commies also. That was it's like, whoa, whoa, wait. You mean there's consequences? I thought uh, the police were standing down. The FBI was paying us. So we thought we could get away with this. And some 17-year-old wouldn't let us grab his gun and kill him. Yeah, what is going on? You could not say Rittenhouse did nothing wrong on Twitter without your account getting banned. You're banned. You're just like you're not allowed to defend this guy boy whatever and he got in with a charlatan for a little while Lynn Wood like the reason Kyle get this Kyle Rittenhouse went to jail for 86 days that's longer than Judith Miller went to jail for lying about the blame <laughs> affair <laughs> and then she got out of jail and got a job with Fox that's unbelievable and he was completely innocent and Joe Biden called him a white supremacist terrorist yeah. No evidence needed. He should sue him. Like that's the total defamation of character. What? Didn't I mean? Doesn't he have some lawsuits going against some of the media outlets that called him? I that? believe he already got money from the View, but they were also supposed <laughs> to issue an apology, which they never did. <laughs> you know, Joy Behar and Whoopi, and they're not going to say they're sorry or admit they're wrong. They're women. I mean, who watches that show? Yeah. I've never seen it, but every time I see a clip, it really is. I feel like I lose an IQ point. I, I think the Kremlin probably watches that show and just laughs and throws popcorn at the screen because, like, this is a TV show in America. Remember when we had, like, Liberty Pin with Thomas Sowell and he was usually a frequent guest? And, and you know, for all his faults, William F. Buckley wasn't dumb. You know, you can't, you can't yeah. say that. Yeah, and, he was... Evil, but not stupid. Right, right. <laughs> At least he wasn't stupid. At least he, had, he wasn't even evil compared to today's standards. Like, even that guy That's would true. be like, no, you can't shake your nutsack in front of four-year-olds. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. at least he's conservative in that gra- that realm. Yeah. You know? But we had these, like, hour-long shows, 30-minute shows, calmly discussing political events. And then we have The View, which is, they ought to call that the squat box. And they ought to call Squawk Box the view. Because <laughs> it really is just a bunch of hens. The dumbest takes. I've never been able to get through a full show. People are like, Ryan, you gotta see this. Like I can't. This is worse than the checkmate Lincolnite guy. You're gonna give me a you're gonna give me an aneurysm. <laughs> they lie every second. And so speaking of lies, we had a lot of stupid lies in twenty twenty two. Um Oh yeah. I don't know. I didn't think they could top 2021 and 2020 with the 2020, especially with the thing that went around. But, uh, I'll give you my number one and you can, 
Or you can you can give me your top why if you want, and then I'll go second. But no, you right. go ahead. Why, go ahead. I'll give go you ahead. my number one. The, the dumbest, the lead, like I don't know if it was the like the most damaging, but the stupidest lie they did was saying Russia blew up their own pipeline. Yeah, because that is it doesn't make any sense. You could just turn it off. No, they blew up their own pipeline. You'd be like, oh, I'm crazy. I'll blow up my own pipeline. Like, okay. That was the dumbest, I think. And one of the, uh, not as dumb as that, but just, it's pretty high up there with them repeating this lie over and over again and saying, well, Russia's attack was unprovoked and unjustified. Now you can always yeah. make an argument about unjustified. That's subject. That's subjective. But you cannot say unprovoked. You can't just let Donbass get hit with artillery indefinitely. Like any other plate neighbor would react, but that's what they do. And I'm like, wow, you remind me of the Israelis. You're like, why is Hamas attacking us for no reason? <laughs> totally unprovoked. So that was up there. All we want is peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A piece of this, a piece of that. A yeah, a piece of your brain. A piece of this land. But um, I don't know. Can you top the uh, Russia bombed its own pipeline? That's, I probably... I mean, for absurdity, there's no question about it. And the thing about lies, it's so... It just seems different now. Is it like if you're caught in a lie, it used to be like, oh, crap, you know, I'm sorry about that or whatever. Um, but now it's just like, move on, move on. No, oh, they blew up the pipeline. No, they didn't. Uh, and it's obvious they didn't. Here are the reasons. There's no way in hell they did it. Move on to the next one. Move on to the next thing, the next big thing. It's like things are accelerating. I think that's definitely a big one. Um, I think you know, the biggest lie of the year is Twitter, in a way. I oh, mean, yeah. we realize now, we realize now that we were literally living in the matrix. You know, there are literally, you know, evil people connected to the government and special interests who were sitting there turning the dials and making sure that the reality that we saw wasn't the real reality. It was an altered reality, altered to their specifications. So all doctors agree about the you-know-what. Well, why? Because all the doctors that didn't were banned. Everyone agrees that Russia is blowing up pipelines, and it's because everyone who didn't was banned. You know, so it, it, it's, it's the reason why I think it's probably the number one is because it not only affects Twitter, it affects the other part of the constructed reality, and that's Facebook and Google and the entirety of social media and beyond. They're all doing it. So, they're all yep. doing it, and it's absolutely obvious now, and it's basically like the elephant in the room. Everyone knows that Facebook is, Facebook is full of crap, you know? I mean, here's an example. I was, I was, I've been, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like Ryan Jr., right? I'm Ryan <laughs> Dawson Jr. I was banned from Facebook Without being told I was banned, this happened back in August. Um, this is, I mean, I can't, I don't believe in coincidences. So I, before, it was the day that, <laughs> it was the day that Daria Dugina was assassinated, right? And um, I became interested in her because I hadn't really followed her. I wasn't that interested in it. So I listened to a fascinating interview uh, with her on feminism um, Russian feminism versus American feminism. There was absolutely nothing objectionable in, in any way, shape, or form. It was just a very interesting discussion of cultural differences. Uh, and I happened to put that on my Facebook just before I went to bed. Mm. I got up the next morning, and uh, when I tried to log in, there was a picture of, Al of ISIS. 
and they said, you have posted something that goes against our standards. Um, you will be restricted from posting for 24 hours. And A, it's like, okay, I probably posted that on the Ron Paul Institute website about 8,000 times because we ran about 8,000 articles about how horrible ISIS is and who's behind ISIS or whatever. Uh, but then once you once you click on that, okay, go ahead, okay, whatever, you just go to this endless loop, and there's absolutely no way to get in. And when we finally through, because we have, you know, the, the institute has a you know business account with Facebook, so you actually do get help. And when we finally got there and got help, it's a really weird brick wall. At first they said, oh, there shouldn't be any problem. I don't understand why this isn't working. And then all of a sudden they just stopped answering. So something somewhere on their dashboard says, like, red flag, red flag. You know, this guy is in like this is like Dawson alert, Dawson alert. Right? <laughs> they have a, they actually have like a red zone, an orange zone, a yellow zone, like that. Remember when George Bush had that terror alert meter, oh, they call it like oh, a yeah. thermometer. And it was, they actually have Church yeah, there's off. A, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a green zone and a red zone and stuff. And I'm in like the deep dark maroon red zone, right? Like, like just get rid of this person. Uh, and I had them tell me that at YouTube. They're like, "Yeah, you just can't say certain words," and because I I'd lost like five channels or something, and I'd never broken any of the rules. They changed all the rules in 2019, and then uh, just erased like a hundred of my videos after changing the rules. But they're like, "What? We're not going to ban you because we didn't have these rules yet. We're just going to erase you know a hundred videos." Okay. Thousands of hours of your work. Yep, thousands of hours of work. And then, well, they end up racing all my videos, like thousands, like 5,000 videos or something, and banned everything. But I remember this happened to Ron Paul Institute, too. Y'all had two YouTubes and one you weren't really using anymore. And they're just like, yeah, repeated community service or community standard violations. Yeah. But which, what violated? You're like, how did it violate? We didn't even post anything there. And they just got rid of it. Well, that's what they did to me. So somebody just yeah. gets their turn in the chair. They're like, I hate this guy. You're banned. You're banned. Yeah. That's all it is. They see, you know, they get their chance at the wheel. And somebody got on the wheel on Twitter the other day. They unbanned me, Ritter, Jeremy McKenzie, JF. Like a whole bunch of us got unbanned. And the next day, a whole bunch of us got banned again. And I was yeah. the last one to get unbanned. And I haven't been banned yet. Knock on wood. Better knock on wood. Yeah. yeah. And I even went through and retroactively started deleting tweets from years ago that I'm like, well, these are all offensive now. They weren't then, 10 years ago or whatever, but you can't say that now. I said he and she can't do that. Yeah. You got to have and Z. Of course, I don't think they like saying Z anymore after Ukraine and Russia. <laughs> Adding to the Twitter <laughs> file, though, this is what disturbed me. All right. So we know that. They all do it. All the social media, there's this group called TNI, the Trusted Network Initiative or something like that. BBC owned. They go in and they just police these things. The FBI had had employees in Twitter. And so did the CIA. Like, were like former spooks are now on the board of whatever, trust and safety and stuff. Yoel Roth, who wrote a college paper on how children ought to be allowed to use Grindr, a homosexual dating app, even though they're kids and the people on it are adults, which is still illegal. Uh, that was the head of trust and safety. I knew it would be somebody like that. But Elon oh, yeah. closed down. There was one ring of 290,000 accounts engaged in child porn and pedophilia. Right? Swapping tapes and pictures and meetups. And that was going on in this giant DM ring on Twitter. And nothing was done about it. So 
you had the FBI, which is supposed to police this kind of stuff, acting as employees at Twitter, got employed at Twitter, made requests to themselves who were working at Twitter to censor certain things that would benefit the Biden regime and stuff, who had to have known about all this child pornography and did nothing about it. None of these people cared that there were hundreds of thousands of people engaged in kiddie porn. But they wanted to block, you know, news about Hunter's laptop or news yeah. about the virus, you know, and not, you know, or the coincidence, whatever you want to call it. That, yeah, I mean, they, were waiting for, they were waiting for the smoking gun from the Kremlin. They don't care about all the other stuff that actually harms Americans. They were waiting for that, you know, like that, that one smoking gun from the Kremlin where everyone, you know, Oh, here we go. Here's Putin's Twitter account. He's been manipulating everything, you know, all this time. Well, they got rid of RT. They got rid of Press TV. They even got rid of their Telegram channels. And they knew it wasn't a mistake, right? It wasn't like we thought Russia did this and we got it wrong. (coughs) At least when they lied about weapons of mass destruction, they could pretend that it was incompetence, that, well, we really thought they were there and we miscalculated and we were wrong. They knew that this wasn't Russian disinfo because it was their own disinfo. So they just lied. And that went all the way to the presidential debate. If you remember, Biden's like 15 or 50 people, whatever your own administration, have debunked that. Twitter and Snopes said so. So there, you know, and it was completely false. Everything he said was a lie. Hunter did go on all these sexual escapades. And he made all these deals with the communist Chinese and oligarchs in Ukraine, like Ihor Kolomoisky, who, through intermediaries, is the one who owns Brisma Holdings. $80,000 a month, no-show job, can't speak Ukrainian or Russian, knows nothing about oil, but he's going to be hired anyway because he had influence. And uh, was it was it this year or last year they said Trump's had classified documents at Mar-a-Lago? It was this year. So it was, we can it was, count that. See, it was, yeah. It was right. Yeah, I mean, it was right after right after that they actually found Biden's <laughs> classified documents. They're like, oh, and it was right before the midterms. And it's oh crap, what are we going to do? Biden has all these documents. Here's an idea. Let's raid Mar-a-Lago. You know? Oh, it's man screaming in pain as they beat you. They're always guilty yeah. of what they accuse someone else of doing, right? And it's like okay, yeah. so Biden's the one that had all these classified stuff in his Corvette and his. And this freaking garage that is <laughs> it is dope addict freak freak co- compromised for sure. I mean, the guy's probably going at it with a parrot somewhere on video, you know. And you tell me that the that the Ukrainians and other countries that we know don't have video of this. The guy's totally compromised, and here it's like it's in his it's in his garage, and he has access to it. He what? And Biden's and Biden's answer is well, it's not like it was out on the street or something. Okay, all right, we feel better about I that. I was in my garage, which is locked. <laughs> One yeah. of them was, yeah. And some were in your filing cabinets in Delaware. And Why are they there at all? And you raided a, someone else over this, went through Melania's underwear drawers and all this stuff, and uh, here you are guilty of what you accuse someone else of, just like your quid pro quo call to Ukraine to fire the yeah. prosecutor looking into your son's misgivings at Marisma. He bragged about that to the CFR on film. And well, son it, of a yeah, blank. Well, son of a Pelosi. He did, you know, and then we put someone yeah. in who was, you yeah. know, who was solid. And you mean obedient? That's what you did. No, 
The, you know, the thing is, Ryan, you know, I, I had a top secret clearance before and I, and I was trained in how to classi- handle classified material. And the big question is, I mean, and I was pretty, I was pretty diligent. I never had, you know, a, a, a mark down on me. Um, but the question is, how the hell do you get it out of there? Especially, I mean, I don't know how classified the stuff he had was. I, I believe that probably 99.9% of stuff that's classified should not be classified. So I'm not going to run screaming about, oh, you know, the nation is basically going to go, you know, go to hell tomorrow because of it. <clears throat> most of it shouldn't be. And most of the stuff that I saw that was classified is useless. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the question is, you can't, like, remember Sandy Berger? He's just shoving it down his pants, you know, when he went to the National Archives and found some incriminating stuff. And he's like shoving it in his skivvies, you know. Hey, Sandy, why are you walking out of here so weird? Oh, no problem. Why are you walking like Jerry Nadler after himself? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So how do you physically take this stuff out? You know, you, you, you don't have the authority to. It has to have a, you know, chain of custody from A to Z. So he basically, he must have leaned on someone. I need this stuff. Why did you need it? I think is the big question. Why did you take it? You know, you don't sort of accidentally walk out with, you know, top secret or you know or sci or whatever you don't just walk out with that kind of stuff you have to you know there are procedures that are in place and yeah he's the vice president but why did you take it and what was it used for and i don't have any faith at all in this special who are you showing these to at your house (laughs) that's what that's probably like you could read it we're in the archive you don't got to bring it to your house but if you want to show it to someone else you're going to have to either bring it or bring it there, make a copy of it, take a picture of it, something, you know. It's just weird. Or like what, I mean, Berger was trying, Berger was trying to get, to take information that was incriminating or embarrassing to him. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying to remove it from the archives. So perhaps these documents uh, were, were related to his son's business dealings in Ukraine or his business dealings or the Biden crime family, like for, what, 30 or 40 years? Uh, you know, maybe these were things that he took out because he... There weren't copies, yeah. and they didn't want anyone to see them. And there are a lot of really serious questions. But, of course, the the idiotic Republicans are just going to make this about some sort of political fight. They never want to get to the bottom of the whole thing either. No, it's just, like, fun for the news for the next couple of days. And they won't, there until won't the be next... consequences for it until the next thing they need a distraction for because they're losing so bad and, and Bakhmut and Solidar. But, hey, you know, there'll be tanks there by spring. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> yeah. lot, I agree with you. Well, Most of the stuff that I I have seen that has been declassified, that was classified, I'm like, why was this classified? Like all you ever classify yeah. is your own guilt. Try <laughs> you classify stuff that you did that was wrong. It's not like state secrets and ways and means or anything. It's more or less, yeah, we messed, we lied about this, we lied about that. Like some of the JFK documents that came out um, at the end of December. There was no reason to hide any of that. Just embarrassing yeah. for, um, I mean, I, there's a reason, but there's no like good legal reason <laughs> to, to hide any of that. <coughs> and why are there still documents under seal? Just release them all. Why not? Yeah. What what's what are you hiding? Well, you know. Why didn't Trump release all of the RussiaGate stuff? You know, just boom, just a massive diarrhea attack of Russiagate crap. You know, that would have been useful, but of course he he 
rarely did anything remotely useful. He so. had all the wrong people around him, and he, he Trump seems to agree with whoever he last talked to. You know, it's like yeah. it's weird because he had a show where he would hire and fire people, and he's the worst at that ever. <laughs> he did as a lame duck. He got rid of a bunch of bad ones, including Bolton, and I uh, like he got rid of Kissinger even like and. uh he hired Douglas McGregor and he, he did like pretty good his last like 28 days in office or whatever. <laughs> you know, he finally started out of spite be like, I, he reminds me of the frog and the scorpion. That's how was his attitude with the Israelis. Why just ding you, Mr. Scorpion? I did everything for you. I'm the best for Israel. I'm the best president. I could be elected prime minister in Israel. Like they're always going to hate you no matter what you do. You know, and they're laughing at you that you obey. You're not, there is no reciprocity with psychopaths. That's something you need to learn. If you're going to give them a bunch of stuff, they're like, hey, I don't know why. We'll take it and we're not going to give back. The only thing they give the United States is more demands. Yeah, it's like giving your kid a big bucket of candy. He's he's, he's like, okay, next, give me another one. Thanks. He's not going to give you a bucket of candy, though. (laughs) It's like, why you give me this? All right, I'll take this. Yeah. They don't, yeah. they never return. We've never benefited from that relation. They stole nuclear weapons. They stole nuclear weapons from the United States. That should have been it. That should have been the end of all relations right there. And had that come out in the 60s, it probably would have been the end of all relationship with Israel or worse. Which is, that's part you, of why do, he actually got plan. killed. Yeah. But do you see kind of a shift in this relationship? I mean, do you get a sense that um, all else aside, you know, I, I think especially I think that's why the Russian operation is so important, because I think the geopolitical geostrategic wheels are turning uh, in, a, in a way that that some powers that were on top for a while. I, I mean, it seems like they feel the sand underneath them. I mean, Israel's in a pretty tenuous position when it comes to Russia and Ukraine, because they've always had good relations with Putin. Um, no question about it. I know he's always been careful to. At least to to um, to take care of his Israeli Russian oligarchs, his type. Um, but now you see things shifting. You see um, the cooperation between Russia and well, Iran, which seems to me five years ago Israelis would have gone through the roof, and now they're basically being forced to sit on their hands as the Russians are using weapons, if not directly from Iran, at least the technology appears to come from Iran. That would scare the holy crap out the of Persian Israel Persian lawnmower. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I would, I would argue that Putin, te- Putin jailed and exiled a lot of Jewish oligarchs. Now he kept the ones that obey him. If you obey yeah. me, you can stay. The Praska stuff. Um, there's a video of him saying, "Give me back my pen." It's hilarious. The ones who got in line are there, and they can do business as long as they don't challenge the media and they don't challenge him politically. They can make their money, whatever. But the ones that he got rid of were the ones that were most deeply t- – they were like the George Soros of Russia, right? Boris Borisovsky, guys like that are just completely irredeemable. He threw them out. Now, they worked with the Israelis to get the codes on drones because they needed them because that's what uh, the Chechens in Georgia were using. And he needed those access so they could get rid of those drones. And Israel complied. But Russia uh, will work with whoever – but they put Russia first, whereas America puts Israel's interests ahead of its own. 
Russia helped with Iranian scientists. Russia saved Syria in the Syrian war. Like Israel is physically attacking them with their air force and Russia is physically defending Syria and training them on S 300s, which shot down an Israeli F 15 American made <laughs> plane that we gave them They're The reason they're not successful in hitting Damascus is because they have to fire from so far away because Syria has access to Russian anti-air defense. And that was also in Russia's interest because they had their only base in Latakia. And they also got a lot of data on how to defend themselves from American planes through Syria. And they used the mixed system of the, the book M1 and M2, Pansia and S300, which they have the S400, almost 500 now, which combines the long radar with that kind of shotgun blast that the book M1 does and low altitude. So... Israel tried the Lila missiles, Popeye, supersonic. They littered the air with trash, and they did find ways to get in. And the Syria and Russia found ways to counteract everything that the Israelis could come up with, which has been vital in Ukraine because they already know how to defend themselves against all the tricks. And nothing Ukraine has been able to do can get through that air defense. But Russia has found a very cheap and effective way they know how to get through the air defense, use a hypersonic missile, but those are very yeah. expensive and very short range. So you've got to get all the way up there and shoot one. That's the advantage of subsonic. It's actually more effective to just shoot a bunch of subsonic because you can get weight. You can shoot from further away. They hit 80, 20 still go, you know, that it's just cheaper, more effective ways, literate with trash, but even cheaper is these plastic made, Persian lawnmowers that I got from Iran that just, meh, bam. I mean, they could make them all day. You can reproduce those so easy, and they're very effective. They've knocked out Ukraine's power grid uh, in the places, the, the uh, what do you call the, the relay center, whatever, I forgot what the name is, the smaller ones. Some, they, yeah. They're taking those yeah. out because they're not as defended. And Ukraine can only bunch up its air defense on the main things, so they just hit them in their little relay stations, which is enough to knock out the electric trains so they can't bring goods to the front line. And now they're really falling apart there, and Bakhmut had up to 70,000 in reinforcements. They don't want to let it go. They lost Solidar in the last yep. couple of days. Envelopment on both sides, made a donut around the hilltop and killing them by the hundreds. It's really sad because this war would have been over had NATO not kept providing guns, money, and hopium. This would have been done. Yeah. And now they're talking, the French and the Poles are going to send in Leopard 2s and all these tanks and armored vehicles. And all that's going to do is prolong the war and get more people killed on both sides. But the result's still going to be the same. A Russian victory in yeah. dead Ukrainians. It's just sad. And I think it's yeah, well, it's just ruined all future relations with the Europeans and Russia too. Well, there are people out there who love seeing Christians kill Christians. So yeah, well, um, it's gonna allude to that. Who who'd want to see that? Yeah. There's there's definitely that. And don't forget the morale destroying um use of the drones with the grenades. I mean, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of these these poor Ukrainian dudes are sitting in their dugouts and here's, you know, just a regular old, you know, store bought uh, drone. Mavic, yeah. Totally, and it's just boom, blown to pieces. You know, imagine what that does to your morale because, you know, this is like everything about this war is World War One, except for drone technology, 
you know, and, and obviously, you know, the weapons are more advanced, but you can't hide in your dugout anymore. Just imagine what that would do to you psychologically yeah, still when you're out there. trench warfare, right? <clears throat> and the idea, I believe, and I've said this since February, is they thought that kicking Russia off of SWIFT and sanctioning the bejesus out of them was going to bleed them every day and that they would have to push through this porcupine where they have zigzag entrenchment, concrete bunkers, all that, that they would not be able to take their time and hit them with the artillery from afar, making it rain all day, every day, which is a very slow meat grinder way of doing it, but it's a way of not getting casualties is just shoot at them until you've just blown everything up. Very costly, but would you rather run out of ammo or run out of guys? Right? You can replace ammo. Yeah. But if if they were bleeding in their economy and couldn't keep this up and they lost the public will, then charging in with human waves into Pyrrhic victory wouldn't have been worth it and would have wiped out the Russian army. But the opposite happened. The sanctions are bleeding Europe instead. Didn't have much of an impact on Russia at all. And Russia is taking its time. They're like, mm, yeah, we're just going to take each city one by one with as minimal casualties to ourselves and as minimal civilian casualties to Ukraine as possible. And we will use all, our artillery all day, every day, because we're not running out of missiles, which is another one of the lies of 2020. Yeah, that's a big one. They've said that. That was yeah. in your speech. I think the speech I saw in June, and you were referring to March, like... They ran out in March. They ran out in April. They're definitely running out in May. They must be running out now, right? Now it's uh, the next year in January. They haven't run out any moment now. Russia's running out of missiles. That was pretty dumb. There's a great there's a great troll by Surovikin, you know, who's the commander of the Russian forces. Remember, on New Year's Day, they had that massive, massive missile attack on Ukraine, and he said this was a New Year's miracle. Because we were out of missiles, and then we sent 100 missiles over. Well, it's another year, so they got more. It's like a video game. <laughs> the new ones came in. Game yeah, over. I mean, they're holding back. When people say, why don't they use all their super fast ones? Like, look, if they're going to use those kind of cruise missiles to take out the bridges on the Dnieper, which is something they could do, um, that's what it'll be for. Because those things aren't really precision like you can't not kill civilians if you use those. So the, something they could hit would be like a bridge. Or people don't realize that you know Russian Twitter that's opposed to Putin is not opposed to Putin because they are like the Soros-backed no. opposition. <laughs> I mean, Russian Twitter that's pissed at Putin is pissed because he hasn't turned the whole thing into you know a, gl- a right. glass. Why, are, why aren't you Sherman? Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Right. So people don't get that. A and B. Another lie is the whole idea that the war. I mean, I'm not a military strategist, but I listen to people who are. The idea that you know that war is only about taking territory. Oh, they you know they they left Kherson. Yeah. That means they lost the war. They should have stayed there and let fifty thousand guys die. Uh, what <clears throat> a good argument to use on like really dense people, especially Americans, is to say, how much territory did Britain lose in the Revolutionary War or the War of 1812? Like, how many cities in in England did we burn? Other than John Paul Jones hit Whitehaven and some town in Ireland, that was about it. Uh, No, we lost New York, we lost D.C., 
because this whole game of capture the city, capture the flag, that's not how you win a war. You win a war by yeah. killing the other side's army. And Washington yeah. is like, yeah, you got New York, but did you wipe our army out to get it? No. And as far as just flattening cities, the U.S. did that in Fallujah. They did that in Iraq. And what was the result? Like a 10-year-long occupation of guerrilla war. Putin does not want another 50 years of terror attacks and guerrilla warfare in Ukraine. By And that's exactly what he would get if he just, which he could do, just carpet bomb Kiev or something and, you know, killed 300,000 people. You would, you would have eternal yeah. hatred of every Ukrainian there is and lose all public will if you just start killing civilians the way the U.S. does. The U.S. can get away with what it does because it's got two oceans between itself and the people it attacks most of the time. And so, yeah, you can't go vacation there anymore, but, you know, all we'd have to do is leave and they couldn't harm us. But you can't do that with your neighbors in Ukraine. They would forever attack people in Donbass, forever hate Russians. And if you want any kind of reconciliation, tactically, you cannot just kill civilians. And as like a, a sincere East Orthodox Christian man, I, he just doesn't believe in it. It's immoral. It doesn't help your army at all to murder some housewife somewhere. It's just sick. So he is wiping out their army. He's like, look, if you pick up a gun, you're fair game. We will wipe you out. Yeah. We will TOS one AU or whatever. Some awful weapons in this war, but don't worry, the tanks yeah, are coming. <clears throat> they said. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's the the latest wonder weapon, right? <coughs> what, what was it at first? What were the, the javelins? Saint the javelins, javelins and the in-laws the... were the first thing. I'm like, that's a handheld. Right. Like you got to get right up there. Then it was the uh, MK triple sevens. Which have to be towed. Yeah. Those got wiped out pretty fast. Then the HIMAR. The HIMAR is the only only yeah. one that had any kind of success. Was the HIMAR? Yeah, especially against the civilians of Donbass, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Or hitting a accidentally hitting a train station, or yeah, or hitting. They, hit, yeah. they, they got a barracks full of troops, and then they, they right true. after that, Russia blew up an ice skating rink that was acting as a barracks for Ukrainian troops. Got a lot of them. Scary. Scary stuff, man. You can all be asleep, and bang, they found your barracks. They will hit you, but yeah. And it was on, uh, it was on like our Christmas, not the Russian Christmas, but pretty sick. I hate this whole war. I hate war. I wish the whole thing could have been resolved a long time ago. But after the Maidan coup and the hot war well, in I mean... 2015, 2016, they're just. There was no other answer. He should have done this earlier. I yeah. Mean, I mean, there's the argument that he wasn't prepared. They certainly, in terms of their economy, right. in terms of the military, they hadn't built up. <clears throat> but even he admitted that he should have done it earlier, that he should have listened to people in Slovyansk who were basically begging him to allow them in. Um, he felt, he felt, I mean, it was a speech, what, a month or so ago, where he, to the mothers of the soldiers, where he said, you know, I should have done this. I should have done this a while ago. But you know the thing is, I mean, big decision though. And even when they declared independence, he's like, "Okay, I recognize your independence." He did not try to annex them into Russia, right? Yeah. Until it was like 
then he'd end up annexing even more, or I would call it a successful secession, because that's what it was. The annexations, when you're forced to do it, they wanted, that was part of the public will to leave Ukraine. So they seceded from their union and I mean, joined you could, Russia. You could even call it... You could even recall call it a reunification because way, yeah. all of these territories were part of Russia until was in nineteen twenty four when Lenin turned them over to Ukraine. Like the whole Novorossiya was part of Russia forever. Yeah, it was so until nineteen fifty four. And so yeah. that that was Khrushchev did that. And then but by making it part of Russia proper gives all those soldiers in the Donbass militias access to Russian health care and salaries and benefits more so than if they were an independent state. So it was for a, a military advantage. And look, they all speak the same language. It's part of Russia now. Now you're hitting Russia proper when you attack those spots, including Kyrgyzstan. And there's going to be a comeuppance. And they, I just, they need to negotiate now. If they want to save Odessa and keep access to the sea, they ought to get out of the Donbass and go negotiate right now. Because it's before but, those you know, tanks arrive and before you can get trained to know how to use them, you're going to get hammered all the rest of January, February, March, and I don't think they're going to be able to survive it. Yeah, you know, I, I really enjoy listening to the two Alexes. If you if you listen to the Duran, I um, do and at 150 one... speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's enjoyable. I, I listen to it when I'm driving. I can't. I. I don't. I'm. 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 I'm OCD. I can't. I can't listen to it while I'm doing other things. But nevertheless, they have one saying that's so perfect, which is that the neocons don't have a reverse. Yeah. You know, there's. They don't have reverse. So there's no way in hell that Blinken and a Newland and the people that have been behind this from from the Obama administration. I mean, we talk about how Trump got hijacked. I think uh, Justin um, Raimondo said that first. He said neocons have no reverse gear. It was, yeah, probably I think it was, was. He said a lot. Of it was him first. or Jim Loeb, or he was quoting Loeb or something. He's like, they don't have a reverse gear. And I'm like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. I'm gonna steal that. I'm gonna use yeah. that from you guys. I mean, there's. I mean, how does how does the U.S. get out of this? I mean, these people are pushing. I mean, you've been around the neocons. I know. I mean, I know how these people work. I actually worked for a neocon think tank, so I literally know how they work. Um, you know, with Rumsfeld on the board, so. I mean, these 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 people are incapable of self reflection. Oh, maybe we shouldn't. Have, maybe that was a mistake. No. no, it's your fault. We should have had twice as yeah. many, twice as many bombs. They're they're just you like know, that wasn't true communism. They're just we just didn't yeah. we didn't militarize hard enough. Like we should yeah. we should have nuked them. I mean, these are the glass parking lot people. Some of them have said yeah. stuff that ridiculous, yeah. and yeah, they just don't have. They don't have a way out, and so their their thing is they have that sunk in fallacy. Like, well, let's just let's just throw more stuff into the blender, see if that'll change anything, and it's not going to. And they're going to take a huge L on this. This isn't Afghanistan where you you lost a lot of time and money, but this is a lot worse than that. Like Europe's economy is broken, and it's not going to recover after the war because your relationships with Russia are doomed. Because you're giving all these weapons and sometimes personnel to Ukraine, sometimes the neo-Nazis that saran wrap people to poles with their pants down and stuff. These people are nuts. And yeah, they were they waving the Ukrainian flag around Congress with one of Pelosi's last acts as Cruella de Vil 
was to invite yeah. Zelensky and Elwinsky, since there's no Z, they banned the letter Z, Elwinsky to Congress to beg for weapons. And all the lot of greed Martin horrors were there, he, 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 clapping like seals. I was glad there were about 20, 22 Republicans that wouldn't stand up and some that didn't even attend. <laughs> so like, yeah. That's the Freedom Caucus. That's what we got. That's kind of the, the Ron Paul effect, right? These Thomas Masseys, to a degree, Gates, and yeah. uh, some of these guys and gals are we're not having it. And the only yeah. inkling of conservatives in the conservative party is this group of 20 or so. Although I think some of the new freshman class have made that larger now that they, they finally chose a speaker. Um, some yeah. of these new people coming in might be based. Got to be better than the last group. It's always so sad. It's like, well... Uh, whatever i mean both parties at the leadership level you can't tell the difference but i do think the neocons are the worst they're even worse than these woke weirdos because a neocon could just look at starving babies in yemen and be like so what yeah yeah you gotta break a few eggs man exactly you gotta (laughs) make an omelet you gotta break some they don't care they're like well he's just gonna grow up and be a, a terrorist or something it's it's really sick, and this is why they lie. I wonder, yeah, I wonder how far the friendship between Hungary and Russia will go. Mm-hmm. Because what's happening right now is, you know, um, um, there, the, there's a part of northeastern that was northeastern Hungary for a, a thousand years, basically, until World War One, until Trianon, um, which has a majority of ethnic Hungarians. And from what I've read, they're being disproportionately forced into the military because it solves a great problem for Zelensky and his Nazis, which is we got we have to ethnic cleanse ethnically cleanse these Hungarians uh, that have a majority you know population in this part of of Ukraine <clears throat> of Ukraine. So they're solving a problem that they've had for a long time by getting these Hungarians killed. Now most of these Hungarians in the Northeast have Hungarian passports as well because that's one thing that Orban did a few years ago is he offered Hungarian passports to ethnic Hungarians outside the borders. The Hatarantuli Madjorok is what they're called. Um, and so you have, obviously there's pressure on Orban, I think, to take care of ethnic Hungarians in Ukraine right now who are Hungarian citizens. And you're seeing more and more openness in the Hungarian government to talk about the treatment. I mean, I wonder what will be the ultimate outcome of this. We know that Poland is slobbering over parts of Ukraine as we speak, <clears throat> but certainly Hungary has a claim uh, to part of Ukraine as well and has behaved very differently than Poland. Yeah. Uh, and if we conclude that Russia will ultimately win, which is certainly what I conclude, what will happen with Hungary and how far will Hungary go to protect itself uh, by by maintaining or improving relations with Russia? Did you live over there for a while in Hungary? Yeah, yeah I lived there for seven yeah. years, yeah, and I actually worked for, for Victor Orban for a while uh, in one of his think tanks. So, <clears throat> But it's interesting to see this dynamic, and Hungary has been careful to not you know, piss off von der Leyen uh, too much, um, even the, as they robbed Hungary of, its, of the funds that he, they were supposed to have because they ruled it not a democracy, right? <laughs> <laughs> you elect the wrong people. It's not a democracy. You're only a democracy um, if you elect who we tell you to. Yeah, Select. yeah. Excuse it's me. like, uh, it's like, uh, remember Hillary? Well, we, yeah, we should have an election in, uh, in 
among the Palestinians. But first, we have to know who's going to win. Yeah, they, she also <clears throat> praised when Hadi won, the vice, former vice president won in Yemen, said it was the most democratic election ever, and he didn't even have an opponent. What are you talking about? <laughs> he just selected a leader. So that's well, how they see it. She loves that. That's, how, that's the only way she could have won, right? Yeah, that's what she wanted to happen. It looks like they might be scooting in Kamala Harris here soon with all these documents they're finding with Biden all of a sudden. Kamala Harris is really happy every day. Can you imagine President Harris? Anybody's like, yes, I want to see that. Make Fetterman the vice. Those are the kind of people yeah. that watch car racing hoping someone's going to wreck just so they can watch a big pile up because that's... That's front row at the circus, as George Carlin would probably say. Kamala Harris, Mrs. Russia is a big country. She is certifiable. And then there's Smoking Joe. Just He's got so little self-control, he's sniffing little kids' hair on, when he knows he's on camera. And he's like, camera have you daddy. seen a compilation of Have you seen a compilation of all of those incidents? I mean, I mean, maybe one you'd say, okay, you know, the guy's feeling affectionate or whatever. But I watched a compilation of like at least 10, 20 minutes of him doing mm-hmm. this where it zooms in on the kid's yeah, face. They're like, you know, <sighs> children, even innocent children, they have <clears throat> they have a sense when something is wrong and you zoom in on their face and they see terror on their face and you see, you know, Joe pawing them. Uh, it's 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 weird. It's He's weird. that kind of creep um, that puts his hand on someone's back and then just kind of lets it fall. Oh, I grabbed your butt. Yeah. I didn't mean that. It's just gravity. Like, well, he did that with Zelensky. Remember that picture of him when Zelensky was here? Maybe he thinks he's a kid because well, he's Zelensky so short. Zelensky was wearing his little green... Uh, he usually wears his green t-shirt with a chain necklace and then he was wearing like a yeah. camo uh, pants and uh, a green sweater or something like I didn't have time to change I just came off the front lines in Ukraine <laughs> wear a suit yeah, you he, bum Yeah, he just came off some lines in Ukraine but it may not have been the front lines oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. white lines yeah, yeah. Me, he, had to, he had to powder his nose yeah, yeah. Play piano for me, Vlad. Please play piano wonder, for me. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting way of doing that. I wonder if that's where I need to powder my nose. That was that was that makeup or was that nineteen twenties like? You know. <laughs> it could, it could go either way. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably legal, right? I mean, at least in your Coca Cola, they had that in there. Yeah, um, I don't think it's the same when when you go through your digestive tract as just straight into the blood zone with your nose, but. Yeah, must have yeah. been quite addicting. Um, I'm not sure that caffeine's any less addicting. <laughs> it's still in there. Or sugar. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Even carbonation. Sugar's probably more dangerous. Sugar's more dangerous, but I don't know if it's addicting. Uh, maybe it is. Maybe just people love it. Yeah. It must be to some people, because I look, like last time I was in Texas, I, just, I saw some 300-pounders and stuff, and I just thought, okay, you're going to eat yourself to death. Like yeah. How good are donuts to you? Your your mouth just must taste those differently than mine. Because I would just, be, you know, at a certain point, go, no, I don't want any. Like, I don't want to yeah. do that to my liver and kidneys and things. I don't want to walk around like Humpty Dumpty. There are people so <laughs> big. They're in stores. They made these chairs for elderly people to move around yeah. in, and there's perfectly young people that are so fat they don't feel like walking, so they sit in these. Fat mobiles, I call them, and just yeah. There's like one ash cheek hanging on the ground on this side, and the other ash cheek hanging on the ground on this side. 
that poor seat. That was <laughs> I sat on the plane next to one of these mountains, and I felt like this person should have to pay for my ticket because he was sitting in my seat too. And I had the wall on this side and this mountain of a man on this side for 15 hours, and I was getting claustrophobic. And I was oh like, oh, why? Why did I go to Tokyo first? Because that's where all the gaijin tourists are. And mm. I was just like, please get a Japanese person. Please get a Japanese person. Nope. <laughs> nope. Even a sumo wrestler isn't that big. This dude was so big. And he's one of, the, he's one of these mask holes that, like, when they brought us the food, he took his mask and put it on his, on his nose and then ate, like, with the mask oh still God. on his nose. And, you know, making noises because he can't breathe through his nose as he's like inhaling the food. Only thing he didn't eat was the broccoli. And I was like, not surprised. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, that's your kryptonite right there. You know? Dang. And I, I couldn't eat because of him. I had to hear him eat. I'm like, I don't want any food. I, could, I was so hungry. I got off the plane. And, I was, and then I was like, man, I'm so disgusted at the same time. But boy, I mean, you look the in their, you look in their cart at the store, you know, like I, I'm, I'm pretty nosy. I look in people's carts and there's literally no ingredients. Everything is in a Come box. Now, Even... MSG is an ingredient. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the thing that I mean, OK, maybe I'm old fashioned, but it's pretty sad to see a young mother with some kids. Obviously, she's staying at stay at home mom. And you look in the cart and it's all pre-prepared stuff that you throw in the microwave. Mm. It's like, are you serious? Can't you just get some, you know, some ingredients and make some healthy food for your kids? And the kids, you know, they're like eight cartons of Coke, you know, underneath the cart. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, it's, it's really, I mean, if we ever had to go to war, you're right. I mean, what would Mr. Maskell do? <laughs> I guess he could, he could, you know, catch bullets or well, something. I, you know, one shot wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's like, true. He wouldn't even notice. If it, I mean, all you'd have to do is the noise from the guns would probably give these people heart attacks. It's, uh, or ex- excuse <laughs> or me, coincidences. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've been very uh, careful on my clever, uh, on my Twitter on the whole, like, 12 hours I've had it or whatever. I said, uh, are there actually more coincidences or are we just noticing coincidences more? Because we're seeing our local TV anchor athlete have a coincidence on film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's. Um, I think some of it's probably the virus itself. Some of it could be the jab, and some of it is you got rid of athletics for two years. Yeah, but when you see some twenty-two-year-old kid who plays football at the Air Force Academy, and from what I saw, and it could be wrong. They said, well, he was just walking too briskly to his class. Okay. No. You know, I mean, uh, I, was, I was far from a football star, but I played football in high school. And the conditioning that you have to go through, even to play at that level, walking briskly is not going to do no, it. No, that would yeah. not do it even if you, for just someone that age that didn't play football. Yeah. That's just not going to work. Yeah. And the problem is they're, they're just like 9-11 and everything else, they're the, the kooks have come out and over-exaggerate the heart attacks and things. And I'm like, look, I'm not one of those people, okay? It's yeah. just obvious that you're seeing comedians, news anchors, athletes, just regular people drop dead on camera, sudden death. Then it wasn't happening like that before. And you can get statistics all the way until 2018, 
you can't get the numbers of 2019, 2021, 22. And this is, you know, one of the things, Ryan, that I really like about how you do your research and how you do your show. You're extremely good, I think, in pointing that part out, which is that whenever you have the tide starting to turn, you start getting some kooks. And you did it a lot on 9-11. You have some kooks coming out that, you know, was it on purpose or not? Uh, that completely discredit what probably happened mm-hmm. by going way overboard right. on Airplane something deniers else. and stuff. And there are people that are like yeah. virus deniers. They're like, well, if you deny the virus, then they're off the hook for manipulating a virus in Wuhan with gain-of-function yeah. research through Echo Health, is which they did do. So viruses are real, and like, but if you say something like that. Like you're not helping. Nietzsche said, "I'll paraphrase him, but he said nothing. Nothing will hurt your argument more than an idiot arguing on your behalf." And <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. and it's like he said it in a more fancy way, but like that's you know my my southern uh, uh, interpretation or whatever. Like, don't have idiots arguing on your behalf because you know I could be talking, I could try to talk seriously about September 11th. To someone like Scott Ritter or Larry Johnson, whatever, like I gotta get all my credibility in. Like, look, I got Ukraine, Syria. You can look up all my work. I'm not one of these people though that denies yeah. airplanes or says anything you've ever heard from Alex Jones or Loose Change. That's not my take. Start talking about anthrax and stuff, and they get real impressed and real serious. Like, whoa, wait, hadn't heard about this yeah. part yet. And I'm like, yeah, you know why? Because if you try to Google anything about 9/11 truth, what's gonna happen? You're gonna get Jonestown right away, and it's, and same yep. thing with Jeffrey Epstein. You got these idiots saying he's still alive, and da, 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 da. and with COVID, the branch covidiots are on one side, and they're also on the other side. They're they're yeah. saying some, you know, some of the stuff they'll show a video of a blood clot. And it's from 2017, and I'm like, why did you do that? There are plenty of real ones to point to. You don't need to fake one. And every time you do that, every time you exaggerate your side, you're taking away from this. This got me in a lot of trouble about a certain event in World War II because I debunked the alarmist and the revisionist. And I'm like, well, you're not allowed to have a nuanced view. You can't do that with climate change yeah. either. I'm like, I don't deny that the climate's getting warmer. I deny that the Earth is gone in 12 years. And the stupid when Al Gore pirated the day after tomorrow footages, which CG and put it in his film uh, Inconvenient Truth and acted like it was real, yeah, like that kind of stuff. I was like, and uh, you know, I'm not real sold on how much of it is man-made. I think a lot of it's the cycles of the sun, volcanoes, and other stuff. There's a lot, there's a combination of things that are the causes, plural, for why the Earth is getting warmer. Um, I swear when you look at some of these clowns, I'm like, well, maybe just Satan's getting closer to the surface because he keeps sending them, you keep giving them power when you send them McCain and then you send them Rumsfeld and who was was the other one recently? Some giant evil left the world recently, but, uh, whatever. Like I have a calendar actually of, (laughs) this is hilarious. I'll avoid the ladies for this, but like, I've got my rainbow frog on different days. There's March is a real good one, where oh you can't see it, but it's got rainbow frogs of saying you know the first bank of the U.S. was defeated on the third of March, right? 
<laughs> Harvey Weinstein sentenced to prison. Well, that's pretty. He didn't die, but at least he was. He went out. That was the March 11th. Something finally good happened on March 11th because that is obvious. That's the that's the same day as the horrible tsunami in Japan, 311. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. also the uh, train bombing in Madrid. Uh, exactly 911 yep. days after 911. Wow, who'd have thunk? Yeah. It's, you know, if you actually pay attention to numbers and stuff, you'll find a lot of weird things like that. They're not as, they're not as odd as we assume, but that's why people believe in horoscopes and stuff. It's it's really not, they're innumerate. I had a, um, my dad's cousin used to work for NASA and wrote math textbooks and stuff and studied some of the same things as our uncle Ted and the math, not the bombing people. Um, you know, and he was legit genius in that department at least. And unfortunately they messed with him too much and, and he messed with them back, but he was a victim of MK ultra and that will, you know, that'll set some people off and they certainly, they certainly crossed his path the wrong way. And, uh, I love his manifesto. I'm like, this is great except for your. If you had just waited two years, you could have, Windows 95 would have come out and you could have put the whole thing online. And ironically, technology <laughs> would have saved you. <laughs> but <laughs> Ironically, yeah. yeah. But I'm looking, I'm like, if you just ignore, yeah, I know what he did. Doesn't change his message. It's like Socrates is a great philosopher. He probably did old kids, though. Einstein <laughs> fell in love with his cousin. They didn't know any better at the time. Doesn't doesn't change his theories. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Thomas Jefferson had slaves. Okay, so doesn't make me disagree. With, what he said is right because it's right. Everyone's got their flaws. Plus the the saying, right? Remove the uh, the plank from your own eye before the speck from your neighbor's, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. But it's easy to discredit people when you don't want to hear their message. And there are a lot of people that have that done to I them. I also think little people like to tear great people down. Like everyone wants to make fun of Caesar because they feel like a somebody if they can trash somebody as great as Thomas Jefferson or Socrates or Einstein or whoever, they feel like, yeah, well, he did this thing. Like, yeah, well, he also lived in the 1700s, so. Yeah. Or, you know, or 400 BC or whatever Socrates was. (laughs) See, Alexander was 333 BC with Aristotle, so two generations before that, yeah. I mean, come on. You gotta, you gotta give some leeway <laughs> on those kind of things. <laughs> but, you know, the source yeah. of the lie is how we got into these conflicts in Ukraine and Syria and Libya and Iraq. All these wars start with lies and the lies are protected as we found out by our intelligence agencies who made requests to Twitter, Facebook, said, oh, this looks like Russian disinformation. Get rid of it. And they're like, okay, no problem. Wink, wink. Yeah. They knew it wasn't. They knew yeah. it wasn't Russian. They knew it. But I mean, if you look at the last um Taibi uh, uh release from the Twitter files, um Twitter it got to the point where Twitter said, No, this isn't this isn't Russian bots. This is organic. This is not you know, it's just yeah, the whole like, um, this isn't Russian. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Shut up, racist. Shut up. Shut up, racist. Yeah. yeah. Homophobe. 
it's Adam. I mean, Adam Schiff. You know, no. You know, you you got to find it. You got to find it. You got to find it. We well, we can't find. We want to find it, but we can't find it. That was George you know Bush I mean? saying, "Go back and find me a connection to Iraq." And they're like, "But there isn't one, sir." And he goes, "You make one happen, then." Yeah, yeah. Call up Lori Milroy. She'll help you. <laughs> Do you remember her? Yeah. She was. Like, she was like the most batshit crazy person on earth. I actually met her once when I worked for the neocons. She, uh, and I couldn't. She believe, redhead. I couldn't. Redhead? Uh, could be. I don't. I don't remember that. But she was the most insane person I've ever met, and she was the neocons' linchpin because she found connections between Saddam and nine eleven, and it was all in fantasy in her mm-hmm. mind. It's amazing. Well, it, you anyway. know, James Woolsey made a connection, a, a fake connection between uh, Iraq and nine eleven. They said that senior Iraqi officials met in Prague and gave anthrax to Muhammad Atta. And then, and then yeah. the, the thought was at the time that Al Qaeda had sent anthrax to U.S. senators because it, it mentioned where Al Qaeda and mentioned nine eleven on top of the notes. But there was no meeting in Prague, and Iraq did not yeah. have anthrax or mobile weapons labs or any of that crap to give to them anyway. And that's not who sent the anthrax, even in the official story. They blamed it on Bruce Ivins from Fort Detrick. But James Woolsey, the former director of the CIA, who only got his position because of Epstein blackmail over Clinton, came with act with this story and said, yeah, Iraq, uh, Iraqis gave anthrax to Muhammad Atta, sure. And what was his sources? Israeli security and Czech security. And yeah. the Czech said, nah, this is wrong. The Israelis never corrected it. And the first paper to mention this anthrax lie? The New York Observer, owned by... Charles Kushner. Oh. oh yeah! Wow, I didn't. That's that's a wild. And the connection. first wow. online to write about it, the Weekly Standard, which was owned by, well, founded by the PNAC people, Bill Crystal yep. and uh, Robert Kagan, whose wife is the one that lied what? about Ukraine. But I thought that was your bell going off. <laughs> <laughs> it was like an alarm for something. <laughs> It, you know they lied about that and but the seed money for the weekly standard came from Lockheed Martin and I think it was Richard Cunningham or Cummings he wrote about it and I think Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels was the name of the article and I think it was in like Penthouse or something because nobody would publish it but he wrote this out how the seed money for the weekly standard comes from Lockheed and then all these neocons like Kagan and Crystal get people who are already in government like Richard Pearl and Levy and all those goons, you know, the Bush era neocons, to just sit there and basically, if they couldn't cherry pick it, just fabricate it. And Gary Schmidt and Fred Barnes wrote about anthrax on behalf of PNAC in the Weekly Standard. Both of them lied. I don't know if, if that Barnes is related to the other Barnes, but Fred Barnes and Gary Schmidt gave us that lie, but they got it from Woolsey and Woolsey got it from the Israelis. So they did connect yeah. Iraq and 9-11, and there were people my age that were, you know, like in their 20s when 9-11 happened that signed up to join the military because they thought Saddam Hussein had something to do with the terrorist attacks, and he didn't. Yeah. But then you got to think, well, yeah. where did the anthrax? Who did have something to do with it? If it wasn't Iraq and it wasn't Al-Qaeda and Bruce Ivins got exonerated after he died then who do we know who had stolen anthrax and did illegal gain-of-function research on it at the lab? <clears throat> Philip Zachariah and uh, Miriam Ripley, and like we got their names, and they're on tape stealing anthrax samples. And again, a guy who got part of that story out was Justin Armando. 
And I wow. grab the other half, <laughs> but there's nowhere to, I've, I mean, I've put all this information in films and said it, but like, so, you know, when you're canceled on everything and yeah. you're fighting the Coca-Cola, that's a, just a small slither of nine eleven that ought to, everyone ought to know that you can never even get to your foot in the door to talk about it. Cause they're, they just want to be like building seven. Uh, bomb on yeah, every floor yeah. rah, 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 shut up you know no airplane yeah, yeah or yeah or half airplane like well maybe new york definitely is a missile at the pentagon at least and i'm staring at these people i love it when they come up to me like did you know a third building fell and it wasn't hit by a plane and i'm like yes i know <laughs> <laughs> like trust me i had a guy quote my own film at me one time and tell me i need to go watch war by deception i'm like no i don't <laughs> I made that. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's nice. I'm glad you watched it. You didn't understand it or watch all of it because that's not my conclusion. But it's it's hard. But I feel like, look, I got an on ramp now. Twitter, Elon does seem to be returning people, but it's still a minefield because you can get banned or suspended if you engage with people, right? If you argue with them. The thing, yeah, yeah that's the thing. I mean, I I, I normally I, I would like to engage. I would like to tell people what I think of them, and that's sort of my way to blow off steam. But I don't now. Unfortunately, I just block people, yeah, and sucks. I hate doing. It goes against my nature, like especially the the NAFO guys. You know, I want to just rip them apart. But I know that what they do, they report on mass, and you get banned. They antagonize you, know, you until you react, yeah. and then they screenshot your reaction and pass it around. So. What I always do is I just give them a link to Telegram and like come over to our turf and argue about it where you don't have a character limit and you can't get canceled, and no no one yeah. ever does. Or I give them my Skype handle. It's like why why don't you uh, talk to me and I'll record it. Hell hell yeah. no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean they're just they're not arguing in good faith. They're just uh, trying to annoy you until you say something. So they can go, he hurt my feelings online. Uh, yeah, and that's and get a hundred buddies to do the same yeah. thing, and you're gone. But you know, I mean, what you're saying is 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 a sad reality of our times, which is that you're being you're forced now to be careful what you say. And now, normally in polite society, you'd be careful what you said. You know, you don't. You not sit around with a bunch of church-going people and start using foul sure. language. I mean, that's different than what we are now. No, I started using foul forward. language because I've been thrown out of everything anyway, and so my yeah. patience is gone. <laughs> but it's like, I, but I just mean that I just mean the psychological mm-hmm. impact of, of worrying about um, if I do this, I will be canceled. Oh, yes. You know, and that's one of the first things because I, I moved to Hungary right after the wall fell, and so there was, you know, obviously things don't happen overnight, so there was still like steeped in the DNA of every person there who lived under communism, uh, there was this mentality, the psychology of being afraid of saying what you really think um, for fear of being canceled. They had a different way of canceling people back then. It was a little more right. direct. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the idea that that's our reality here now at this point where we have to worry about saying things that are not just rude, but they're, they're, they're truths, they're things that you can't dare say and we get around them, we jump around them, but it's a kind of psychological torture, I think, that's happening to us. Uh, and if I you think can't criticize def- Israel, that's why I have to do that because, like, it doesn't matter what the context is. There's just certain yeah. words and terms you can't use when you're not being derogatory at all. You're just being descriptive. Like, this is a state. It doesn't matter what the yeah. ethnic makeup is. Who cares? This is, this is what they're doing. 
And these are evil yeah. things. Nope. If you criticize Israel, you're anti-Semitic. You know, you criticize, even if you criticize ISIS, like you're bullying, you're doing targeted bullying or whatever, and you'll lose, yeah. you'll lose your PayPal, you'll lose your YouTube, you'll lose this and that. If Elon can continue to clean this up and not rely, like he got rid of Barry Weiss, thank goodness, like she, she should never have been the conduit to the Twitter files. Like, are you kidding me? That, come on. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, so she's she's not doing it anymore. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I think that. they figured out she was probably filtering it. You know, like, it's Barry Weiss. Come on, Elon. Yeah. I was surprised that she was part oh, of it. I was so disappointed. I'm like, you can't be that naive. She's a hardcore Zionist, and you might as well just still have the FBI out there. I mean, it was, that's just terrible. Yeah. But, but even her, I'd trust more than some of the goons, you know? Better than, like, Patch McCain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got mad about that. I'm like, you are an idiot. You just told the internet you don't like getting called Patch McCain. Now everybody's <laughs> going to used... call you that. Everybody's <laughs> going to call you that. I think his death anniversary is coming up oh, no, on the 25th. Yeah, the month anniversary <laughs> of John McCain returns to hell. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, man, he was like the pale horse everywhere he went was trouble from vietnam to syria like if mccain stepped off the airplane like you're about to get a war or something like dude was awful yeah i mean that may have been the greatest thing that trump ever did is when he dissed mccain you know well i like guys who don't get captured man (laughs) (laughs) you can't do that that's saint mccain i mean he was that was that was probably one of his best moments (laughs) yes when they they crashed an f-35 into the carrier so that's oh, $800 billion worth of damage. It was the first female pilot, by the way, and she crashed. And But when the plane crashed, I said, wait, I thought McCain was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of joke, that would have been stellar on Twitter. But he's like, nope, you're not allowed. You can't yeah. tell jokes anymore. You can't, do, yeah, you no can't say joke. anything political, like, unless it's the establishment stuff, right? All the Ukraine flags That's are pretty- there. You couldn't have a Russian flag on Twitter. No way. No way. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that the, one of the things that came out from the Twitter files that was fascinating is the obsession the FBI had with the satire sites, with like the Babylon Bee and sites like Did that. Did you see and it, about it, the Pepe? They, they didn't. No. So, I guess, you know, Pepe is like this little frog character. Yeah. And they're like, they really hated Pepe. And they actually, this is, this is how far gone and stupid these people are they thought well we don't want the right wing to like pepe maybe we could make him gay (laughs) and i was like too late because my mascot is a rainbow frog but it's more of a diss on alex jones when he had that meltdown saying juice boxes are making the frogs gay they're they're turning the frogs gay and that just that was just so clownish. I'm like, I gotta have a gay frog now. So I got that rainbow colored psychedelic frog as the as our avatar. I, like, I don't care. I think all frogs are hump whatever's in front of them anyway. They're they're reptiles. But I was like, not that I'm calling gays reptiles. Like someone's gonna say that now. It's like frogs are frogs. Who cares? So I have a rainbow frog. I'm like you, the FBI. If they were planning on making the frog rainbow, they're like, "Dang it, somebody already did it." <laughs> that damn Ryan, it's, it's him. It's that one, you know. Like, it was meant. 
but it just shows you know, the thing is that, you know people i know that you spend a lot of time oh, getting the facts and getting the stories i always try to argue with logic but the reality is i think the reason they are so terrified of the satire sites is no matter how right you are when you when you dig into the anthrax or what have you at the end of the day i think the tyranny dies when it when it when when people laugh no, you're at right. it you're right that's know? actually that's, that's actually a a proven psychological theory is that mass psychosis is broken by the jester like when you can laugh when you can make god bleed whatever that the humor of when you're just just laughing at the utter ridiculousness preposterous absurdities of the tyrant tyrants they're not scary anymore right as soon as you start laughing like if you're watching freddy krueger movie or whatever or jaws or something as someone's in the room and just start bursting out laughing at someone getting torn to Pete, you know, that's fake looking like they've ruined it. Like they ruined it all. Like that's what my kids did. I finally let my kids watch Kruger and they laughed through it. It scared the shit out of me when I was like 25 years old. But it, to that, your kids, that <laughs> stuff looks so fake because it, you know, it's like claymation <laughs> and stuff. Right. So they're used to CGI and all that. So when you do, Dare you laugh at this? You're supposed to be yeah, scared. Yeah, it is scary if you have suspended belief, but the special effects were so bad. When was Kruger? 80s? 70s? 81? Yeah, something something like, that, like yeah. that. They're real bad, you know? And, like, when he slices his own finger off and juice is spraying out of it, like, you never saw yeah. anything like that. But kids yeah. today, it's like, whatever, you know? That's not... That's just look, that doesn't yeah. look real. Like, well, it's not real, obviously, but, you know? supposed to scare you damn it no it doesn't you know hell they've dealt with uh you know grown-ass uh child molesters reading the books from the time they're in third grade so freddy krueger's not that scary when you got a real person <laughs> waving oh, a dildo yeah. at you whatever so my favorite memes man some drag queen weirdo dressed like a furry and uh it's like want to hear a story kid and the girl's running away and it's like not today satan <laughs> it's <so> good. <laughs> I have never regretted homeschooling my kids. <laughs> oh yeah, I've been seen on Twitter people arguing about the Civil War, and we're like, I'm like, wow, you are a product of government schooling. Yeah, <laughs> the absolutely. secession papers mention slavery. I'm like, yeah, seceding's legal. Why was there a war? There's a war because the North attacked. There's no pipe dream of invading and taking over the North. Like it wasn't going to happen. Lincoln yeah. sent his revenue cutters in it. Like, yeah, okay, sure, sure, buddy. And we went to Iraq to liberate the Kurds. And, you know, the Russia and Ukraine was totally unprovoked. And uh, Assad gassed his own people. And what are some other ones they did? This is some of the crap they've put out there. Oh, cool, it works. Viagra. Oh, yes, the Viagra rape armies. Who comes up with something like that? That seems like a Louis Leibowitz lie because he, uh, Louis Libby wrote a fictional story or a fiction story about um, serial killers and stuff. And he had. Yeah, yeah. cabin in Canada where he had underage Japanese girls in a cage being raped. By a bear, <laughs> raped by a bear. I'm like, what are you reading? Oh, I can't. I'm getting in trouble. 
a certain New York Times article about an eagle and a bear. That's all I'm going to say. It was that level stupid. But at least he, at least he knew it was fiction. Why would you think about that? This is just a novel writing. But I'm like, why would you write about little girls? And I don't know why they're Japanese. Uh, He likes the uniform or whatever. But you're going to have a bear rape children. I think a bear would just eat them. But like. He wanted him raped by a bear, and that was like, yeah. And he gave us all his army Viagra. Yeah. I'm like, I think if you're a soldier, you don't need Viagra because you're 18 or whatever. Anyway, it doesn't get any harder. Like hard is hard. Viagra is not going to make a difference. But they're just going to say that, they're like, yeah, they're going to have Viagra raped yeah. armies. I think the first person like, is that something you fantasize about, you weirdo? Like, <laughs> ugh. there was was it Limbaugh that got caught with like. Oh, maybe that was Oxycontin, not Viagra. He had like a whole suitcase full of Maybe half and half. Coming back I think it was, what's her name? It was like, Rice, I think, who first said there? that, the Viagra thing. What was her, her first name? You know, she worked for Obama. She still works for, for Biden now. You know who I'm talking about. She was the National Security Advisor, wasn't she? Oh, what the hell? About the Libya one? The Viagra. The Viagra, yeah. That was her thing. It did kind of make you wonder. When I, was on, it was like the big story. Why do you think this stuff when up? When I first heard that... <laughs> About Libya, I thought it was like Babylon B, right? It's just, I thought the same thing when I first heard that Joe Biden had procured thirty million dollars for crack pipes. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I thought, oh, that's that's a good one. And they said, no, 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 no. that's that this happened. And I just yeah. thought, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Oh, it's not the crack in the pipe that's the problem. It's because the pipe is dirty. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, they, they did the Gaddafi rape army. I don't remember who the first person was to say that. but Somebody in chat will have it soon. Yeah. They said that about Saddam, too, that he had rape rooms. Yeah, of course. And well, they tried it with Russia. Remember, there was that weird UN lady who said that uh, that uh, Putin was giving uh, 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 Viagra to his troops. But that that had a short shelf life because people remembered, ah, oh, it's not been that long ago that they said that about Gaddafi. And, and you know, and Putin is not going to have the bayonet problem that Gaddafi had. Uh, so you can drop this. The one. other thing is that uh, there were rape rooms in Iraq. It was called Abu Ghraib. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah. There are rape rooms. Like, oh no, that was us. I get, yeah, projection again. Screaming and pain as they beat you. Like that's yeah. my my whole speech in Texas was about the method of the lie and just went over it. Like this is what they do. That they've been doing this since ancient times. Psychologists call it projection. Uh, Christ called it the devil speaks in his own native language, meaning he's guilty when he lies. He speaks his native language where there is no truth in him. But what that means is the lie is from him and of him, which means he whatever he's lying about is what he's guilty of himself. It's in the eighth chapter of John. And so like people were recognized this Buddha said similar stuff long time ago that projection seems it would be some kind of psychological niche or whatever of relieving guilt by saying that wasn't me, that's all these people I hate. And so they just bestow their own guilt and their own crimes onto other people. And it's a way of maybe blame shifting in their mind, saying, I'm the, I didn't do that. They did that. And you see it a lot. Yeah. And you see that a lot with, um, 
you know, really hungry people think and talk about food. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of poor people pretend and talk a lot about money. This is what they need. Yeah. And so some of these people that are Ted Haggard and all that are going around condemning this and that sexuality, and then they get caught with a male hooker yeah. and crank or whatever. And so I'm like, okay, and what's our Congress talk about? <laughs> Other people wasting money, and so I'm like, that's you. That's you. Yeah. You're yeah. doing that. Aggression. Yeah, they call yeah. everybody Islamo-fascist and terrorists. I'm like, okay, our CIA is doing the terrorism and the rape rooms and all that. We did Abu Ghraib. You know, yeah. We put sanctions on little kids and starve them to death. That was our government did all those things. They always... But it was worth it. And what did we get out of it? A broken Iraq. Well, Israel got a lot out of it. What did the United States get out of any of this? How do they benefit from both wars in Iraq? They spent enormous amounts of money, trillions. They lost thousands of people, tens of thousands, really, when you include veteran suicides, and you should. Yeah, you should. There was nothing to show for it. Lost a lot of credibility, lost everything. And this Ukraine war is equally as stupid. It's not as bloody yet as Iraq was, but it's getting there. It's in the 100,000. It's like the first Gulf War, at least. Completely pointless. Well, you did in the Middle East get rid of, well, you almost got rid of two. uh, But you certainly got rid of one leader of an Arab nation who was explicitly uh, in favor of Palestinians, and that's uh, Saddam. Mm-hmm. The other, Assad, didn't quite, they didn't quite make it with him. Uh, so you did you did remove the idea. Of, uh, and also Libya. I mean, Gaddafi, of course. So two and a half. Two and a half leaders. Ga- Gaddafi is also pro-African. And you get, that's also, that's also yeah. a no-no. Like, he, um, this whole golden R stuff, that's not true. That's just people, that's again, people... Before you came on, I was debunking Kennedy's executive order eleven eleven zero. That he was anti-Fed. I'm like, I wish he wasn't though. And all that did is limit silver certificates. It was on the books. Johnson didn't reserve reverse it. Had nothing to do with why he was killed. And the gold dinar and petrodollar and all that. That's not why they killed Gaddafi. They killed Gaddafi because he had a functional North African nation that was reopening the Suez Canal with Egypt because Egypt had just had a military coup d'etat to Iranian ships and the Israelis did not want that to happen and so they just concocted a lie and got rid of him they killed his kids they killed Saddam's kids like they killed their kids yeah yeah just assassinated these people and then the Saddam trial they were killing his lawyers you would think this should be the biggest, this should be way bigger than O.J. Simpson, right? This is the trial of Saddam yeah. Hussein. should be on TV every yeah. day. And if it had been, people definitely would have watched it. They would have interested in that. We had a war. Yeah. We captured the leader. Let's put him on trial for his crimes. But they couldn't. There was no way they were going to let him talk and see, you know, yeah. what was really guilty of and what he wasn't. No way they're going to do that. And... No. They they filmed him being hanged, which is a war crime. Yeah, he's supposed to film POWs. But, you know, cell phone video, whatever, and they just sort of, they tried to get him to talk so that when they hanged him, he'd go bleh or whatever, you know. And yeah. he just, he's like, they're like, you starved us. He's like, I made you survive. 
That was his last words, like with his rations, like I'm the reason you survived. And to the veteran, he was just yelling at these people, and they hanged him. And I just thought, man, imagine being like, as much as I hate any of our presidents, whatever, it would be emasculating as hell to see our leader captured and hanged in front of the world. Yeah, of like, dang, you know that is, and says so some big kangaroo show trial, and this is you got to think after yeah. starving all those kids with sanctions and stuff like. They must hate our guts. Yeah, imagine Milosevic trial, you know, in Serbia. Oh, same thing. Yeah, very similar. Kangaroo corn. poison them with uh, depleted uranium. Do, yeah, poison. Yeah, yeah. Exact same. I, they poison Arafat with something. I don't know if it was. Yeah, you know. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever Chavez. heard of MPPP or MPTP, but there is a way to give somebody Parkinson's through a needle. Huh. Mm-hmm. And I, I sometimes hmm. think that Arafat may have been hit with one of those. That's just a conspiracy. Can't prove that. I can prove that you can yeah. induce Parkinson's, but I don't know if that's where that it happened. But I look at it all and I'm like, sure are a lot of circumstantial evidence to support that, but nothing. Don't know. I mean, I've often felt that Hugo Chavez was also the victim of our, <laughs> of our justice. He didn't just have uh, nine cups of coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had like a two-day cancer. He had a heart attack, right? Is that what it was? Uh, I think it was a fast cancer, wasn't it? That spread through him, and then maybe a two-day cancer. Yeah, who knows? But I mean, anyone who wants—I mean, you watch his speech to the UN, and the guy had to go. I mean, that was—he was just too great. The smell of sulfur. Oh, he, right yeah, after, he is like, oh, it smells like so... sulfur up here. Like, I don't like his policies. Like, he reneged on people. He got all these venture capitalists to come in and build all this infrastructure. Then he got rid of them and replaced them all with Hugo Loyalists. Of course, none of them knew what they were doing. So he... Yeah, but, I mean, he was... He was he's a, a character, but, but he uh... was against the wars. Like, this that's what's so funny. Even this guy knows you're lying about WNDs, you know? And he's such a nut, he'll say it. He's like, yeah. And other Latin American, just like other African leaders with Gaddafi, they're like, yeah, yeah, we know too, but you don't get up there and say these things. They'll get rid of you. And there's a prophetic speech Gaddafi gave. He's like, any one of you could be next. It could be me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You just got Kennedy'd. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But how how do we fight them? Man? Besides, you know, gathering our media back, is, is it like Ralph Nader said? Only the billionaires can save us. Like, we have one platform, Twitter, sorta. We have to build from that. Yeah. Like, what do we do? You know. I mean, uh, at what point does does the pressure on Facebook cause them to do something? I mean, they've lost what sixty eight percent of their stock value. Oh yeah, they had to fire uh, eleven million care. people over at Meta. Oh, not, not yeah, eleven million, eleven thousand. Uh, yeah. taken out that's a lot I don't know it's uh, YouTube hemorrhaging money too Google has it for yeah. power not for profit I often wonder why oh. Russia or Japan or somebody hasn't just made their own equivalent thing uh, yeah I mean well, Russia had RT America I mean it was uh, that had to go because it was Americans on TV and a very popular programs criticizing American foreign policy. Yeah, I used to be on it when they were doing it, but I mean, like a social media platform. Like Korea has Line, 
but it's only in Korean, really. You can put English, but like there, I guess his language barrier is part of the problem. I guess Russia has VK, like V contact. Telegram yeah. is Russian. It's a Russian guy that lives in Dubai, yeah. but it's Russian, right? Oh uh, so, yeah, but even their, their censorship on on Telegram, right. though. I mean, that, it's, but it's a lot freer. It's definitely more free, and you, there's no like you can't make a new account rule or anything. But yeah, VK is Russian. That's like Facebook, and I like. I tell everybody, hell with Facebook, get on VK. You can say almost anything, and it's just like Facebook. You can mm. you can put your pictures, your friends, your instant messages, all that stuff is there. It has half a billion users, so it's not like Parler or something. It's like a you know half, half a yeah. billion is pretty significant. Get in there, get in VK. Pete Jonas is on there. I'm on there. Mike Rivera's on there. Mm. Scott Ritter's on there, I believe. Um, newly. He only had Twitter for a day. <laughs> it's like, we got to be careful, but I'm so glad you're back and we'll continue to debunk the lies. Hopefully yeah. people will learn after all the lies about Rona and Ukraine that the next ones that come down the pipeline that they blow up, you know, figure out through prudence who's been telling you the truth the whole time. Go straight to them, yeah. to the two Alexes, to McAdams, to me, to like Scott Horton or someone like that and go, what really happened? Right. <laughs> Cause yeah, that that's where they, is this how they got rid of American Indians? They passed the dolls act and religious crimes act and they went and arrested all their leaders. And when you get rid of their thought leaders, everything falls yeah. apart, you know? And that's just like, that would happen to any segment. If you got rid of farmers, everything falls apart. If you get rid of builders, yeah. everything falls apart. Like, and thought leaders are one of the, another important thing. And if you get rid of those, people doing other things do not have the time to sit through and sift through all the news that journalists are supposed to have already done before they report it to you. Then I think feel like a yeah. lot of people are in that position where they come home from work, they turn on the TV, and they go, well, this is crap, but I don't know what is true, only what isn't. Where do I go to figure out good information? And, and then they should click on anti-neocon yeah, report. Yeah, you know, report. But like, get in. You know, there's a lot of good things though. Uh, I was highly inspired as you have been by Ron Paul. Like that, guys like that. It's like, man, that's a that really happened. Like that guy was in Congress. We had a good one. You know, <laughs> there are sites and stuff. The Jason Dietzes, the Jim Loeb's, the people like Ramondo, you can still read his old work. The There's probably two dozen of us giving accurate stuff on Ukraine. That's about it. But there's the Ray McGoverns and the Doug McGregor's and the Duran. And I like this guy called History Legends. I think his name is also Alex. So maybe there's three of them that are like trying their best and they're kind of pulling their punches, leading horse to water, because they know, well, because those of them are still on YouTube, they can't. They're like, oh, I'll lose my, I'll get demonetized, I'll get that. It's getting really bad. So that's why I encourage you, whoever you're following that who's that has been giving you accurate news, like consider joining that Substack or that whatever way they take donations, send them a shekel chat or something, because that's the only way that they can continue to do that and that it'll continue to grow. The other thing is when people see us succeed, they join us. One of the main reasons yeah. that someone does have all the skills to be doing this and doesn't do it 
is they're afraid of all the consequences that, oh, I can't make a living, I can't do this, I can't do that. If we thrive and do well, and it's no longer scary to tell the truth, everyone will tell the truth. Because the heart, everyone can tell the truth when it's easy to do it. It's much harder to be the trailblazer. So if you support the trailblazers, it's no longer a trail, it just becomes a field. The more of you will yeah. just tell the truth, even, you know, make it's a very hard thing to do to always tell the truth, but like try to make that your, your goal this year. Don't even lie about, don't exaggerate, don't lie, and your life will be so much better. Amen, brother. Yeah, amen. All right. I'll, I'll thank you so much for coming on. I'll see you uh, soon. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna okay. jump on Twitter and uh, upload this to all the things. Since we had a little tech thing in the beginning, it is on Odyssey. It is on Cozy already. So I'll get this up on Rumble, Lockfin, and okay. I will see you then. Peace. Be sure to start around. Thanks for having me on. Always. Thanks. Cool, Danny McAdams, Super Chad. Thank you, Cozy and Odyssey, and I'll get this over on Rumble, Rockfin, BitChute, and Telegram. I'm going to take a short break. The back is starting to kill me. You can see me fidgeting in my chair and stuff, but um, it is a little after midnight here. It's 12.49, so maybe this will be a morning job, but pass around the Cozy link, pass around the Odyssey link, because it's up on those already. See you then.